You're listening to the All Day Ruck Off podcast, episode number 85. Welcome to the All Day Ruck Off podcast, episode number 85. This is your host, Brian, and I wanted to thank you so much for tuning in. The All Day Ruckoff podcast focuses on the GRT and rucking community and includes interviews, motivation, and advice to keep you informed and get you ready for your next event. In this episode, we have an interview with Tabitha Lipkin, who is a Fox 5 sports news anchor in San Diego. She recently completed a Gorak Light event and then completed a Gorak Tough event both of which were aired on Fox 5 News. I recently came across her because her video on Fox 5 News popped up in a search I was doing on GORUCK. So I reached out and I'm very excited that she's on the show today. Before we get into the interview, as always, I would love to give some thanks to those who have left reviews on either iTunes or on our Facebook page. Today's review is from iTunes. So helpful, great way to engage the GORUCK community five stars. Love the content and the passion. Brian comes across as so much like one of us just hanging out and having a conversation. These podcasts have been so helpful in helping me learn more about the rucking community. Keep it up, Brian. Thank you so much for taking the time to write that. You're absolutely right. These interviews are just me having a conversation with fellow GRT and other people in the community. They're all phone calls and they're a ton of fun. It's a great way to talk to GRT who I might never meet in person and I'm having a blast with it. So thank you so much and I'm glad you're enjoying the content. Quick announcements before we get into the interview. Charitychallenges.org, 1,000 mile challenge, 100% of the net proceeds to Green Bay Foundation and Team RWB. That event is up on charitychallenges.org. And then as of when this is released, the Winter Challenge 2019 should be up as well. That's 5,000 push-ups and 5,000 sit-ups between February and March. That's also available at charitychallenges.org. And that one too is a 100% of the net proceeds to charity. Besides that, I'm just really excited about this interview. So let's get into it. Today, I'm talking with Tabitha Lipkin, who recently completed a Gorak Tough event. It was her second event, the first being a Gorak Light event. And I found out about this event because it came through on the Fox 5 San Diego website. She had a camera out there, did some recording. It was really, really cool. And so I'm, I'm just really excited to talk to you about this today. So how are you doing today, Tabitha? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to talk about the crazy experience that it was. <laughs> well, thank you so much again for taking the time. I really, I really appreciate it. Totally. So, GORUCK, what made you decide to sign up for an event? And then on top of that, what made you decide to get Fox 5 San Diego involved? Well, it's kind of a long story, but... Um... A couple, I'd say like two years ago, um, I briefly dated a guy who who had a go-ruck backpack, 
And I remember looking at the backpack and being like, oh, that bag is really cool. And he explained what it was. And at the time, I didn't quite understand. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. But he basically was like, you're going to have to, like, do an event if you want one of these bags. And I was like, that's fine. Like, I could do that. Fast forward, let's say, a year after that. And uh, a friend I went to high school with actually started working on their marketing team. And she introduced me to the brand, really told me what the brand was about. And um, anything that supports and or brings together our military uh, community, I am all for it. So she told me about the live event happening in San Diego. And crazy enough, it was literally the next day from a trip that I took to Tahiti. So I, I went to Tahiti. I got back, let's say, uh, you know, at noon the day before, and I was doing the live event the next day at, uh, at noon. <laughs> so that's kind of how originally I heard about it. And because I thought it was such a unique um, event and experience, I wanted to share it through Fox 5. I wanted people who may not have heard about it to know what it is. And maybe it's something they'd want to get involved with as well. So um, we have obviously a very large uh, military community here in San Diego. So it all came together. That's awesome. Yeah. So that that trip you took, I mean, you're you're gone, and then you you come back. Did you have all your stuff <laughs> ready for that that event, or um, did you kind of have to scramble last minute? Um, you know, I I'm someone who doesn't torture myself quite. So I came back, I looked at all the things I needed, and I was like, okay, good. Looks like I have most of the things I need. <laughs> so let's go do this. <laughs> uh, and that's how. It came to be now I had a cameraman with me for my first event uh for the event that you saw uh I did not I had someone who met me at nine o'clock at night which is when it started to shoot like an intro um just as he was getting off work basically they're like hey go shoot Tabitha's thing real quick and she's gonna film the rest so the next event I had to film all of it while competing in the event yeah I saw that it was the the intro I mean it was you know the what you would expect from uh, from watching TV, you know, you've got the the nice camera, you know, a perfect view, and then you you did the intro, <laughs> and then after that, it was it looked like a lot of GoPro shots. I think you brought a, a GoPro along with you. Yeah, I brought my GoPro and my cell phone, and I think what's really important about this too is no one objected to me filming. Um, they, everyone was really supportive, who was also taking part in the event, and. Everyone was really welcoming to me, even though I was kind of an outsider, I guess you would say. You know, most people there had had done events before and done tough events before, and I was kind of one of a couple who really hadn't. Um, and everyone was just really great and supportive and let me film them or, you know, let me uh, do stuff with them and share their snacks with me. Like, it was amazing. Well, you're part of the community. I mean... You've done a light before, so that wasn't, you know, your first rodeo. And I think the one of the things I found doing so many events is that, you know, everyone's just so nice. It's just a, a place that you can find just really good people. Yeah, that's true. Everyone was really nice, um, especially because, um, you know, a lot of the people taking part in the events are current military, ex-military. There were a couple of police officers. There was a couple of Border Patrol um, but I think once I kind of explained to everyone what I was doing, which was, you know, kind of giving the public a glimpse into something they may not be familiar with, everyone was on board. 
it's so true. And I forget that sometimes because I'm so, you know, I'm embedded in all of this. But a lot of these events start at 9 p.m. at night on a Friday. And at 9 p.m. at night, there's, I mean, most people are at home. They've either put the kids down or they're putting them down. They're maybe, you know, turning on the TV or watching Netflix. And then these tough events, the index at eight or nine in the morning. And most people on Saturday morning at eight or nine are, you know, turning on cartoons for the kids, making breakfast and that stuff. And so most people who aren't familiar with these events probably never see them or hear about them ever happening. Exactly. And that's why this was kind of a perfect combination to be like, hey, check this out. And um, I got a lot of interest in the story, uh, not only internally, but obviously people who ended up seeing it on Facebook or through the website. And um, I actually entered it into an Emmy category because I, I really enjoyed it. And I thought that maybe it was somewhat worthy of a, an Emmy. Maybe. Fingers crossed. <laughs> I'll cross my fingers too. Thank you. <laughs> so what did people at work think when you, did you pitch this idea to them or did they hear that you were going to do it? And they said, Hey, Tabitha, maybe you can take this camera with you. How did that whole thing, you know, come about? Well, I kind of have a unique job. Um, I'm the sports anchor and reporter at Fox five, but I also do a lot of outside stories um, that aren't always necessarily they fit perfectly into that sports category um, for instance I went and I dove the Legoland tank as the only non-employee to ever dive the tank and show you know people what the tanks were like and you know what what they have to do to maintain them in order to keep rides going and how they rehabilitate animals and stuff like that so this story kind of fell into that where it was yes a sports story because rucking is a sport but also um people who you know may not be interested in your normal sports let's say football or baseball or basketball mainstream sports would be interested in something like this that all you really need is you know a pair of shoes and a backpack and you don't even necessarily have to have a go ruck bag if you have a weight and a backpack you can go rucking yourself so um i just did it <laughs> and then it, it kind of got picked up Usually when I do stories, I will just organize it myself. Uh, once they're shot, edited, and ready to air, I will you know, say, hey, I think this would also be an, of an interest for our morning show and our afternoon show. And it usually gets picked up from there. That's phenomenal. And that is, that is so yeah. cool that you got to dive the Lego tanks. Yeah, that was one of, one of the crazy stories I, I've done that's kind of outside that realm of sports <laughs> so it seems that you're i mean just based off your website you're you're very interested in in diving and scuba diving yes i'm a dive master um i've been diving since 2010 which is almost 10 years now and um i do a, i try to do a lot of fun extracurriculars i'm also really interested in aviation however um i don't have my license by any means but i do a lot of stuff when i can with like MCAS Miramar when they bring the air show here and I may be doing something coming up in March, maybe. Fingers crossed, I don't want to jinx it, but uh, the plan this year is to go up with the Blue Angels and uh, do a story with them as well. That would be a story. Yeah, it's, you know, it's kind of common. Everyone gets to go, like not everyone, but when, you, when you've when you been in the industry long enough, the Blue Angels take one 
um, media writer with them pretty much in every city. It's a very competitive thing to get chosen, but um, I feel like it's my turn. I've been applying for a couple of years now, and uh, I'd like to do a unique story. I don't want to do the same, like, oh, I'm going to go up with the Blue Angels. Like, I want to dive into the history of the Blue Angels and what it's really about before just going up with them because they have such a unique uh, job touring the U.S. and representing the men and women who are serving our Navy um, who aren't able to go on tour, right? Or tour, uh, like, air shows and stuff like that. So pretty, pretty cool stuff. It's very cool. And I think that you would be yeah. honestly great to do that because it's, you know, it's a very non-traditional story and you would also bring your own a- approach to it, which is definitely a unique one. I'm sure that if you look at the stories that have come out on the Blue Angels and kind of stack them next to each other, a lot of them are are pretty similar with the the traditional interview questions. But it seems like you really kind of go outside the box with some of that. Yeah, that's that's the aim, and that's why a story like Go Wrecking is is so fun. Absolutely. So you did your first event, and that was a light. That was down in San Diego as well. That was that was on Coronado. And who was the cadre for that event? Uh, Ragnar. He's a cool dude. He's, uh, he's the one who really encouraged me to do a uh, tough as well. He was like, if you can do this, you can do a tough easy. So that was some, some added motivation there. Oh, definitely. So I guess the event must have not have been you know, too bad because you, you came back for a second one for that, that tough. <laughs> I, thought, I, mean, I thought it was pretty intense. Um, the tough for me was difficult. Um, I can tell you, I remember getting at the very end and there were moments when I didn't think I could carry any weight. Like I felt like I, I couldn't even take another step. My feet were so numb and I had just, you know, hiked. I don't know the exact mileage. It was somewhere between like 16 and 20. Um, they told us at the very end, um, but it hiked up and down that far over 12 hours. And, uh, it was difficult, but I will tell you, I, people who took part in the event with me, uh, told me that they felt like it was a pretty easy, tough event. And I was like, oh my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) That is too funny. Yeah. And I guess that's the thing. And that was one of the things that was really fun watching the video you shot is that you can see the progression throughout the night on how everyone's kind of doing. And then it gets a little bit rougher and rougher looking. And then at the very end, you know, everyone's excited because you've indexed and it's, I see the progression at events, but there's, there's so little filming at Gorak events. So you never really get to, you know, sit down at a computer and watch it. Yeah. So that, that is also kind of a cool, unique thing is I've gotten to film two events. Um, I guess the next one would have to be a heavy. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask about that. Uh, so you've <laughs> you've done the light, you've done the tough. Now, are there you know any plans for the next event? Are the people at the station coming to you and saying, Tabitha, those first two stories they're really good. We hear Gorak has a has a bigger event. You want to do it? Uh, I do. Um, I will admit, when I finished my my tough, when I was in my car and I was sitting there for a second, I was like, oh, I'm never going to do this again. But uh, you know, as time passes, you're like, you know what? I kind of want to do another one. So I would, I would be game to do a heavy. I would be game to take 24 hours and just wreck it. 
it's funny how that works, isn't it? Yeah, it totally is. When I when I did my first event, you know, I, I finished it. I had a friend who was supposed to do it with me and he bailed at the last minute. So I was having a drink with him a couple of days later and he said, you know, I know I bailed on that event, but I'll do the next one with you. And I said, you know, there's not going to be a next event. That was that was too much. And then yeah. <laughs> time goes on, you kind of forget about, you know, the the parts that sucked and you were pretty rough and you just sign up for another one because all you remember is the good times. And there, uh, I mean, a lot of the the guys who were there with us and girls, guys and girls who were with me on the tough, they said the same thing. You know, we're towards the end and we're all kind of tired and they're like, oh yeah, this is my, you know, 12th event. This is my 20th event. I'm like, oh my gosh, you guys are amazing. <laughs> well, that's your, that was your second event. And I mean, that's nothing to scoff at either. So for that for the tough event, who was the uh, the cadre for it? Kevin, he is ex special forces, and now he teaches um, like uh, I think it's like training, and he is a total rock star. And so you had a, a pretty unique objective for this tough event that you mentioned at the beginning of the video. Uh, I thought it was it was really cool. Um, do you want to tell the the listeners what the the goal for your tough was? Yeah, it was to climb all five peaks in um, our twelve hour period, which was about twenty miles. And um, doing it, of course, with my twenty twenty pound sack, including all my snacks. So maybe let's say twenty five pounds if you include all my Sour Patch Kids and Red Bulls and beef jerky and um, then we had team weights that uh, varied in range from 40 pounds to 80 pounds. So when I watched the video, I was trying to figure out if you had, if you had done an event before, because I saw an event patch on your, your backpack and then you pulled out, you're like, here's, here's the snacks I brought and you pull out Sour Patch Kids. And I was like, oh, she's definitely done an event before. She, know, <laughs> she knows what's important to bring. It's the snacks, the things that make you smile. Yeah. Cause I didn't bring snacks the first time I was like, Oh, I, all I brought was water. I was like, okay, I'm, it's, you know, five or seven hours and I just need some water, <laughs> but I got hungry in the middle of my event and I needed stuff. I know that's, that's one of the things that, I mean, it's usually last on, on my list or it used to be that I would think about was the food. I'd be like, okay, I got, you know, the important stuff, like the weight and the backpack, of course, because if you show up without that, then it's very embarrassing. Yeah. But it's those little things like the, you know, Swedish fish or Sour Patch Kids that you could eat halfway through that really make you smile that end up being a really nice pick me up. Yeah, which I imagine now I um although I am not in the military and I haven't served, um, I come from a, a long line of those who did. My great uncle, who was like a father to me, he was a sergeant major in the army. I have two cousins who are Marines. Let's see, my uh, grandfather served in the Air Force. So I've got that. But I imagine when you're actually training, you don't get Sour Patch breaks. <laughs> you don't get to do any of that fun stuff. That's probably true. Yeah. <laughs> so what do your friends and family think of you doing these events? Did they see you on TV? Is that how they found out about it? Or do you tell about them about it in advance? I told them about it in advance. Um my grandmother is kind of used to me doing weird stuff like this. <laughs> I kind of tell her, I don't always tell her up front. I, I learned to tell her afterwards because she gets a little anxious. Like I've, 
I've been cage diving with like great whites and stuff like that. And she's always just like, no, 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 we'll talk about it later. We'll talk about it later. So with this, uh, I did mention what I was going to do. And she's like, are you going to be okay? Are you safe? I'm like, yes, I couldn't be safer. I'm surrounded by a bunch of, you know, military, ex-military police officers. I think I'm going to be in good hands <laughs> if anything happens. Yeah, it's honestly probably one of the safest groups to be with. Exactly. Like I, um, there is something that happened. I don't know if they want me to mention this, but before the event even started, uh, someone seemed to have a heart attack um, before we even like lined up. Uh, so nothing. Ha- they had just gotten there basically, and someone who was going to participate with his wife or daughter. I'm not quite sure of the details. But um, he had to sit down and we had to call um, an ambulance to pick him up. And he did not participate. Neither did his uh, wife or daughter who was with him. That's terrifying. Yeah, but he was in good hands. I mean, he had uh, you know, paramedics around. He had everyone who he could have needed to help to get him, you know, stable and to have um, the ambulance come and, and take him to the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's usually so, so many people to help. I'm used to. Like, oh, can, you know, is there anyone here who can help? And in, you know, the cases at these events, it's like, all right, we have a ton of people here who can help. Like, we only need two or three. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of crazy that that happened. Um, I, you know, you don't hear about that happening too much at the start of events. Was he okay afterwards? Do you know um, any follow-up? Oh, yeah. We we got a follow-up. He was fine. Um they were visiting to do the event from Canada, I believe, as well. So I think the only thing was just kind of sadness that they weren't able to participate fully um, when making such a, a long trip. And then all I could think about is, oh, if they're from Canada and they're having to go to the hospital, they're they're in for a shock when they get their bill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just kind of yeah. A, the the ribbon on the package there. You don't you don't get to do the event. You have to go home, but not after incurring a uh, a nice little bill on the way. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously that was a, a shock at the beginning of the event. Throughout the event, was there anything that happened that um, you, you kind of remember as being, you know, notable, like something that was, you know, really rough or something that uh, really brought the team together? Um. No, not, not, and not in a negative sense, just like, I think everyone was pretty good about motivating each other and working together from the get-go. There was a point in time, and this isn't mentioned in the video, but the only way to get from the first two peaks to the next three, or you have to, you go up and down, up and down, and then you, you get back to your car and you have to drive to the next parking lot, which is less than a mile away. But there's a highway that splits the five peaks. So um, you can, I guess, technically cross it, but you would have to cross like a major roadway. And that's just, I mean, it's not ideal, uh, you know, at three in the morning and you can't really see. And so they were like, what we're going to do is do this, get in our cars, go, and then we'll start again. And when we did that, a couple of people dropped out. <laughs> a couple of people <laughs> didn't go to the next three. <laughs> yeah, I mean... When you're given an out like that, like we're actually getting back in the car, you might get a little warm, you know, it's, yeah. uh, it's tough. I hear about that a lot for people who do the, you know, the HTLs or the TLs where they do the heavy event and then the tough and then the light. 
or they do the tough and then the light right after it. Um, you know, a lot of people call it like the HZL where instead of doing the T, they take a nap because it's just getting, you know, getting warm again, getting clean again. It's like, oh, I'm so comfortable. I don't, I really don't want to go back out there. Yeah, exactly. So did you find it hard at all bringing the, you know, the camera around with you and, and shooting the video? Because I usually find myself getting a little distracted with the event. It seemed like you did a great job with it. I'm pretty used to filming things that I do. Um, having worked in broadcast since before I graduated college, which at this point has been like seven years, um, I, I I don't get distracted. I never forget to film. <laughs> so uh, it was an extra, a little bit of an extra hassle at times. I will admit, you know, there were moments where I was tired and I just wanted to kind of complete the objective. Um, but I knew there were going to be things needed to be ready to go. So I kept my GoPro pretty much on my wrist the whole time. Um, and then when it was situations in which I didn't think the GoPro was going to do very well, I filmed on my phone. Perfect. And did you have like an attachment or something to keep the GoPro on your wrist? Yeah, I had a, I had a little wristy attachment that I use, which after, you know, a couple of hours actually starts to chafe your hands, which I know is such a silly thing for me to say, like, oh, my hand was hurting, but it was a little annoying. <laughs> yeah. And it's just one more thing on top of everything else that's going on. Exactly. I've brought a, a GoPro to a couple events in the past and um, it's always fun to get some video because, I mean, you see some amazing sites that you probably, you know, won't be back to at that time of day, you know, hopefully. Yeah, and I got some cool pictures. I, I threw them on my Instagram, too, of just getting to the top of uh, one of the peaks. I believe it was Fortuna South at sunrise, and it was kind of a foggy day. So the fog had settled in the valleys below. The sun was coming up above the mountains, and it was just a really beautiful moment, still knowing that there was a couple of hours left. Like, it was only 7 a.m. when that happened. So <laughs> I had, like, two more hours to go. Yeah, that was a great shot. That's the one with the sun in front of you. You're kind of rucking up towards the mountain and it's um, it's rising, right? Yeah. And I filmed most of it, but there was uh, two or three times when I asked people who were in a compete, you know, not competing, but taking part in the event as well uh, to film me because um, I wanted to get a shot or two of, you know, showing that's part of it, showing me doing it. And that was, they were super helpful and no one said no you know everyone was amped to help me out yeah yeah i mean i, I imagine that someone shot that one because your feet are in it too i'm really not sure how yeah. you would have done that yourself and if you did do it yourself i'm very <laughs> impressed and I i'm very impressed right <laughs> but yeah i mean it you know everyone's the community is so nice and i mean the goal of this was to kind of you know bring rucking and go ruck uh, and just, you know, show it to people who have never seen it before. And so it's uh, it's a lot easier to do that when you've got more of you in the shot than just, um, you know, a lot of small frames of your face, I guess. Not that those are bad. But, yeah. You know, just, just different angles, different <laughs> shots and, and all that. Exactly. So, I mean, you don't have to commit to a heavy, but are you, are you thinking about doing a heavy for the, for the show? Um... 
maybe because I've done two now uh, for Fox. I don't know if they would. Maybe they would be. They'd be interested in a 24-hour event. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what they say. Probably somewhere down the line, maybe um, towards next July or August. And maybe the story would be fresh again. The idea is I don't want people to just be like, oh, my gosh. All right, we get it. You do. <laughs> Go recommend. <laughs> but, uh, but giving them another perspective on it, especially because I've been told now that the light event that I did and the heavy event I did, quote, weren't that bad. So if they weren't that <laughs> bad, then let's see, give me something pretty bad. Yeah, and that, I mean, that makes perfect sense. You have to take all of that into consideration because it's, uh, it's for the viewers. It's like, yeah, oh, exactly. there, she, there she is doing their Gorak event. All right. <laughs> there she is again. We get it. <laughs> well, is there anything else that you want to talk about? I mean, related to the event? I mean, is there anything else that happened that I might have missed? I think we did a really good job going through that. Yeah, you definitely did. And I appreciate all your questions and I appreciate you having me on. The only thing I, I just want to reiterate, especially if someone listens to this who was a part of, you know, my team that day, that I really appreciate it. And I had a really good time and I felt very welcome. And the video was really well received. Um, I actually didn't have anyone say anything negative to me about it, which is rare. You know, you always get one or two people, no matter what the story is, it could be a story about how water is good for you. And people will be like, I don't know about that. Um, but it was, it was well received and I appreciate that. And I appreciate the community, um, making me one of them. I love it. That's awesome. That's <laughs> It's true though. When you work in journalism long enough that those things happen and you're just like, okay, we get it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and especially when your audience is so diverse, right? I mean, all day rock off, the audience is, you know, GRT people in the Gurk community. So I don't really have, you know, too many people out who don't know about rocking finding the website, finding the podcast. I mean, like, I don't know about that, but, but you're on TV. And so, you know, <laughs> like literally anyone flipping through the channel can find this and then voice their opinion. Exactly. So I appreciate everything and everyone who was involved. And I even appreciate, you know, you picking up the story and wanting to bring me on your podcast. It's really cool. Well, thank you again. Thank you so much again. And so if people want to learn more about you. So I'm going to, I'm going to have links to your social accounts, links to both videos. I'm going to dig up the first one because I'm kicking myself now. I haven't actually seen that light video yet, but I'll have them all in the show I'll notes. Send it to you. Oh, perfect. That would be wonderful. So if people want to learn more about you, learn more about, about what you do, uh, where can they go and find more info? Totally. I, I have a website. It is tabithalipkin.com, which is pretty easy. Um, or I'm at Tabitha Lipkin on Instagram and Twitter or at Tabitha Lipkin official on Facebook. Perfect. Get those in the show notes. So if you're listening to this, you can pull those up. You can get a link to the videos as well. And you can just see all the awesomeness there. Thank you so much for listening to the All Day Rock Off podcast. I really hope you enjoyed this interview with Tabitha. It was so fun to have her on. And who knows, if she ends up doing a heavy event, it would be a blast to have her back on and hear how that went for her. If you want links to anything that we talked about during the show or to any of her personal pages, you can check out the show notes. 
alldayrockoff.com slash podcast slash episode dash 085. Just a reminder, 1,000 mile challenge and the winter challenge 2019 registrations open at charitychallenges.org. There'll be a link in the show notes for that as well. I hope everyone has had a great week so far. And if you're listening to this on release day, I hope you have a great rest of your week and a great weekend. Thank you so much for the incredible support. And don't forget, attitude is everything. Keep yours positive and drink hard, rock harder.